0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first-ever episode of the Confused Desi Podcast. Yeah, let's just get it. I'd like to start by earnestly thanking every single person who is listening, and I know that it might sound impersonal, but I truly want to express gratitude to everybody who's tuning in. So, without further ado, let's get started, guys. Let's do it. So, since I'm such a microphone hog, I'm going to go first. My name is Shah Rukh but to virtually everybody, I go by Shark. Yo, I just need to say... I thought that was one of
1: the worst nicknames when I first saw it. I, it, it I saw conf- it on your Instagram bio and I was like, this
2: can't be. This it can't confuses be a thing. people, but I think it's a great nickname. I'm Hamza, uh, but white people also call me Hamza. Um at least they don't call you Ham. Well I've been called Ham before, actually. See, and
0: I've been called Shakira, so I feel like I'll take what I can get and go by Shark. M- my name is Zohabe guys, and it's the worst I've been
1: called is Zohabi at the apple store I just laughed at her and I was like this this
0: isn't real life people like adding random letters to my name too like I get Sharuka a lot I don't know like where the last A comes from but it's whatever
2: yeah I've gotten like Hansel before like Hansel and Gretel from Hamza, so I don't know what's going on there. At
0: least they're trying. Yeah. So guys, the name of this podcast is The Confused Desi Podcast, and for those listening who don't know, Desi is a term that means you're South Asian, be it Pakistani, Indian, Bangladeshi, whatever. I actually didn't know what Desi meant until just like a few years ago.
1: Um, All my childhood, I thought it was just like some... Some bizarre nicknames. Some just inside term. Yeah, just in, some inside term that brown people had for each other. And um,
0: it's good that you explained that to everyone. And just a note on what I, like, just said. Is it Bangladeshi or is it Bengali? Because I'm pretty sure it's Bangladeshi. I think it's Bengali. Okay, the language is Bengali for sure. And I, yeah. think, I think it's interchangeable. Interchangeable. Uh, All right. Hopefully, if somebody is Bengali or Bangladeshi, I, if someone is Bangladeshi space, out there, let us know. <laughs> so, in one sentence, I want you guys to just quickly say, What does the statement
2: confused Desi mean to you? I think uh, to me, it means trying to balance this Western lifestyle with our Pakistani, in our case, Pakistani culture and heritage. So it leaves us as kids being American-born a little confused in the sense of, you know, what exa- who exactly are we? Are we American? Are we Desi? Are we both?
1: Yeah, um, my definition is pretty similar to that. I think just the friction that occurs naturally from being Desi
0: and trying to keep up with your culture while growing up here. So. And I like that you guys have your own kind of definitions for it because that's, that's the kind of like what it's about. You know, we have our own interpretation of what it means to be basic but also why we are confused. And there's so many different subjects that confuse us. And I mentioned that kind of in our like little trailer. You have family, culture, relationships, just a whole mess of things that you kind of like are trying to figure out throughout your life. We're growing up Basie in a non-Basie world, and we each have such vivid and personal moments from our lives that are highlighted through our Basie lens. So let's start with our earliest memories, because I know for sure we have some wildly different experiences. So how was your youth
2: shaped by being Basie in terms of social lives or school or something else? I think for me, um, it was pretty obvious that I was, you know, different from the others at a young age. For example, um, going to a predominantly white private high school, I noticed that my name was very hard to understand for others. So for one, just feeling some sort of, not necessarily embarrassment over my name, but feeling sort of shy about saying my name in front of others always got to me just because I knew that they wouldn't be able to pronounce it. They knew that I knew it was a much different name than they've encountered Furthermore, just being known as the brown guy or being known as brown, friends referring to you as brown, or just jokes about that, really have set the tone for me being Desi ever since I was a young kid.
1: I think Hamza's a pretty common name now, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like, at least I hope the kids who are growing up named Hamza, like, it's pretty easy for them. For me, I, I went to a slum day school, which is... For those of you who don't know, it's a private Muslim school in St. Louis. And um, so I didn't really have to feel any, like, difference until, like, I got to middle school. That's when I went to a public middle school. So at least in elementary school, it was just like, we were all Desi. You know, we all had our, like, kebab sandwiches, and some people had, like, biryani for lunch. What was
0: the lunches like? Did the school
1: provide lunches? I don't even remember that. I don't think so, because I always remember taking food from home. So, yeah, it, it you couldn't really tell that you were that different from everyone else. It just
0: seemed normal, because you know, it was the people you were surrounded with. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, you know, we would pray, and yeah, we, we really, I didn't even know that there was like this whole, like, different
0: experience out there. And I think it was definitely a little more different for me, because my earliest memories are when we used to live in Dubai, and so... What a flex. I know, right? Yeah, I was like kind of three years old when I lived there, so no big deal. So yeah, living in Dubai, you're kind of surrounded by so many different ethnicities, like people, there's a lot of expats who live there and a majority of people who live in Dubai are Muslims. So schools would go from, like, I think I remember schools would go Saturday to Wednesday and you'd have Thursday and Friday as your weekends.
1: Yeah, they have that like
0: weird calendar. Like When I was visiting, I was like, this this isn't... I vividly remember watching Drake and Josh, and Drake being like, yeah, it's Saturday night, we're going to go out. And I was like, whoa, Americans have a Saturday night? What's that like? Because <laughs> that, that was our Monday, that was the start of our week. And so living in Dubai, you're surrounded by so many different people who are kind of like you, but not exactly like you. And that was kind of comforting, because... You know, we were all Muslim even though we had our own individual identities. But when I moved to America like I was born in America, so when we moved back, we lived in this tiny little town in Iowa. And I I'm pretty sure I was the only brown kid. Like me and my brother were the only brown people in this little school. Wait, 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 I have a question. Yes. So you
1: grew up in the way, was there ever any point where like an Arabic person or anybody was
0: like, You're not from here? because like you're not, not really you're but I I do remember there was this one kid who just refused to believe I was born in America. It was really weird. Like I was like, "No, like I was from Washington D.C. because that's what my parents told me. They, were, they weren't going to tell me I was from Fairfax, Virginia. Like that be confusing. They're just like, "Oh, yeah, fun. you're from you're from Washington D.C." And like he just never acknowledged that I was born in America. And that was kind of annoying, but it's it's whatever now. And so living in America again, I had this little British accent and and the first time I kind of noticed that I was different was we were in fifth grade, all right? It was Mrs. Cress's class in Riverdale Heights Elementary School. Name drop if she's still Na- there. Right, name drop. Mrs. Cress. if you're listening to this, hey, what's up? Um, so we were playing this, like, alphabet game where we were going around the room saying something relevant to some letter of the alphabet or whatever. I don't really remember at this point. And when it got to my turn, I had the letter H, but I pronounced it as "etch." The classic brown "etch." See, it it is a brown "etch," but mine was British because, like the bud, you went to a British school system. And I had a British accent, like,
2: back in the day. Well,
0: yeah, the brown
2: etch, I think, is from Britain, because Britain used to colonize, like, India and Pakistan. Right, and so I had this British accent. Super, super sad that I lost it. That was kind of the first
0: time I noticed that, oh, like, am I speaking wrong? Like, is the alphabet different in America? Did you call Z Z? I don't think I was, I do not think I got that far, but I definitely remember pronouncing my H's as etches. So as you guys can see, we have some pretty different life stories, and this is just a tip of our youth. You might see us three hanging out now, and we look kind of the same, we act the same, but we have so many different experiences between us, and that's really why I wanted to do this podcast. Like, before I go on, are there any podcasts that you two listen to that you truly connect with? Um,
1: I guess the fantasy football one, not connecting at any sort of personal level other than just something I do for fun. Quick shout out to my fantasy football
0: chat for roasting me for the past three days. Um, I this is actually the first year I've ever done fantasy, and I'm—I think I'm three and one right now. Yeah, so I'm doing pretty high. I'm—I'm gonna, I'm gonna win this week too. I'm like one and three, so they've just been killing me. And I'm, I'm the commissioner,
1: and they've just been <laughs> roasting
2: me being like, he's awful nice. at, his, at managing his team. You hate to see it. Hamza, do you listen to any podcasts right now? Yeah, my family listens to some podcasts, but I'm not really a huge podcast guy. I had a lot of friends who were telling me, yo, like,
0: you should start listening to podcasts, and I thought, you know, I might as well check it out. There might be something cool or interesting that speaks to me. So I started looking through some podcast directories, but nothing really spoke to me, and... Like, I'm a brown dude with my own life experiences, and I want to hear from people like me. And so when I couldn't find anything that kind of resonated with me, I said, screw it. Like, I'm going to do it my own. I want to start my own show where I can address tough subjects and answer people's questions. Because, like, let's face it, being brown is pretty hard, especially in America. Right. To me, it seems like for a majority of people, you have an outlet to discuss your thoughts and feelings, but as a Pakistani American, it kind of sucks to say, but you can't talk to some, like, local religious leader, you can't talk about a lot of topics with your parents or aunts and uncles, and your friends are kind of just as clueless as you are. Yeah, except us. Yeah, we definitely know what we're talking about. I, I kind of doubt that, but, you know, that's what this is for. We're going to figure out how much you really do know, so let's, like, hear it. How do you guys manage
2: balancing so many different cultural aspects of your life? Um, I think it's pretty difficult to balance all the uh, these different cultural aspects of our life. So,
0: like, there's just so many different like things you have to think about balancing, especially in a day to day life. Like, you have so many different social interactions that you kind of have to make sure people don't see you as some like random foreign dude. You're just trying to like blend in, be a normal person.
2: Yeah, it's that, but it's also, like, then you have, like, the Desi Lok Gya Kenge. And... Oh, that's classic. So that, <laughs> that means, what are people going to say?
0: So it's something that, you know, Desi Generation now is doing a good job of avoiding Lok Gya Kenge because we're just trying to live our lives, you know? We're trying to do our own thing and shed, like, so many stigmas that our parents and, like, their parents had think, growing up. I think it's almost like it's just, like, second nature now. I just don't
1: even notice the different cultural aspects anymore. It's like so intertwined in my life. I think when we were
0: younger, it was definitely a lot harder cuz we had no idea what was going on. Like we were we had no idea what was going on. Our parents would dress us in like the most ridiculous clothes. We'd have terrible haircuts. We had food that kind of smelled Wait, weird.
1: Okay. <sighs> I have a, I have a pretty good story here. So, when I went from Al- Al-Salam to public school, the first day, so this is my first day of riding like a school bus. And I'm sitting there the first time after like ride a school bus. I woke up. Nice and, flex. Uh, <laughs> I Have a yeah. chauffeur
0: take yeah. him to class. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I think I think most AC kids do get dropped. So I'm at the stop and I miss the bus. And luckily, like it's a hill, so it's coming down and it picks me up. And I'm wearing.
0: This is the only time I've worn, jorts. Dude, I I wore jorts. All the time. Okay, shorts. Sweet, so, so, wait, oh so I wore George all the time. And now they're back. That's what I hate. I wore so I don't many, think like, they're back. I don't, they're, they're totally sort of back. back. I wore so many, so many terrible clothes. I don't know about George being back. I, <laughs> I haven't seen <laughs> anyone wear those. Like, cut off skinny jean shorts. I don't know. I don't Ma- maybe it. it's a Mizzou thing. I don't know.
1: Anyway, I, I walk onto the bus and immediately I realize, like, oh, I, I'm incredibly different. And I'm also dressed differently because everyone else is, like, either in jeans or, like, gym shorts, and I have, like, shorts and, like, a tiffin or something or like a weird lunchbox. Oh, the, the metal lunchbox yeah that all exactly so Classic. I, I find like a seat and just the, the rest of the day was like no one really talked to me i felt incredibly uncomfortable there has to be some brown person here i think they all assumed i didn't know english because i wasn't talking even though i had grown up here and then at lunch i took out my like, kebab sandwich and i remember this kid and he goes what is that and then that's when i was like oh this is just a
0: whole new world out here. I remember one time, I think it was 6th grade or 7th grade, there was a social studies class and I was going to bring in some Kima for it. Like, I don't remember what was going on, but we were acting something out and there was some Kima I was going to bring. Sounds so problematic. Right. And so I brought it in and like, as soon as I opened the tub, I kind of looked at it and I was like, yeah... I'm not going to I'm not going to serve this. This just kind of looks weird. I don't want people <laughs> judging me for that.
2: Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where you have to be careful of bringing in your own culture to the outside world just because they might, you know, look at it with confusion and They said the same thing about dates. I actually brought out the dates,
0: the kajur, and someone was like, "Oh, that looks weird." I was like, "Oh, okay, I I guess these, these kids aren't cultured." These kids aren't cultured, man. And I think a lot of that like Okay, you say that jokingly, but it does get you thinking, like, we were exposed to so much more when we were younger that we kind of had to be cultured. We couldn't just live like, oh, here's what we see in our day-to-day, like, we're going to watch some football or baseball or whatever, and that's, like, all we do. We kind of had to experience our own culture. And I'm not saying that, like, negatively, like, oh, we had to experience it. I'm saying, no, it was just, it was a part of our life growing up. We had something outside of our American identity. So we were more open to the concept of other people and other people having their own ideas. So we were kind of just normal, normalized to it. Yeah,
2: like going back to the question, I kind of agree with Sohaib, uh balancing so many different cultural aspects. At this point, it's so intertwined, but definitely in our earlier informative years, it was hard to, uh, hard to really bring out our culture to the outside world just because of all this skepticism that revolved around it
1: sweet man thanks for agreeing with me
2: yeah no problem
1: um so yeah i I think most of us handle that pretty well like balancing culture and you know living our daily american lives um unfortunately i think there are a few daisies who this is really sad man but they abandon their culture like i think desis who think i feel like
0: i don't i feel like i don't see people abandoning fully it's just kind of you adapt more to your environment and it's what you feel more comfortable doing I don't know. I think there's like a
1: group of daisies that really like to rebel against the Daisy culture. No,
2: um, I totally see that. I mean, you wait, see, wait, see what I'm saying or see, see what Shark's saying? I, I see what Zoheib is saying. Uh, some people just forgetting about their Daisy culture. Um, you know, that being said, I think it also goes back to what Shark is saying and how they're not... It might not necessarily be a rebellion type move, but it might just be something that they're just trying to be themselves and the Desi culture is holding them back. And I guess that leaves us with another question and why we're all so confused is does this Desi culture hold us back? Does it bring us forward? Uh, You know, how exactly do we take this into our lives? Before
0: we move on to that question, I do want to say like one short little story about. Like, you guys say, like, Basies who kind of abandon their culture. I feel like I do a pretty good job of, like, managing both sides, like, being Basie and then just, like, living my life here in America. And I was sitting at home one day and my dad was kind of like, man, you're acting so white. And I was like, no, like, I'm not white. I'm, not, I'm totally Basie. He's like, no, you're not Basie. You're white. And I was like, all right, like, sure, you're saying it playfully, but, like, what is the meaning behind those words, you know? Like, I think I'm doing a pretty good job of, like, just being me, like, trying to do my own thing. But do you really, like, think that I'm abandoning my culture or I'm, like, moving forward to some new identity. So it's just kind of, like, another thing you have to constantly, like, keep monitoring for yourself. How many years ago was this? Like, four months ago. Oh. Yeah, no, this, this isn't, like, new-new. This isn't me, like, as a 12-year-old. You're a savage. Right. <laughs> so on to Hamza's question about, does being Basie hold you back? Does it push you forward? Anyone want to start? Dude, that's a really deep question, honestly, but... Uh, I think definitely
1: being Basie, at least for me, I think it helps me. It moves me forward. Just grow, and you can just learn about yourself and your culture. I think it really makes you more uh, of a diverse person. Yeah, I'm
0: definitely going to agree. I feel like when you're younger, you think being Basie holds you back. And I'm going to talk for a solid minute, and I'm going to tell you why. You push back when you're a kid, Cause you see all these people around you celebrating things like Christmas, and you can't go out to Christmas parties when you're a kid because your parents are worried. Like, oh, what's yeah, going you on? You feel different. You you feel different, kind of left out because you're not participating in these things. Especially since a lot of these like school events kind of center around holidays like that. You have Easter break or egg hunting. Then like again, Christmas break. People don't like call it winter break. And so when you're a kid, you think being Desi is holding you back because you can't participate. But as you grow up, you realize you watch different types of TV shows or movies. You can read a different language because that's your religion. You eat different types of food. And it kind of just expands what you're exposed to. And so you can look at things in a less, like, aversive way. You look at something and you think, hey, I can resonate more with this. And those examples aren't, like, direct representative for every person since we all have different experiences. So I think when you're a kid, you kind of push back against it. You kind of rebel until you find a way that you are able to manage both aspects of your life. And that's something you kind of realize when you're in your late teens or early 20s. Or for some people, even, like, late 20s. It's it's still something you have to find out, like a personal journey. I think you did a better job answering it than I did. I mean, of course, I'm me. <laughs>
1: I think being second helped you out there because I was not prepared for that question.
2: Oh, you, you loosened the bottle cap, but I, I got it open. I think I think what it comes down to for me personally is that, you know, when I was younger, I kind of did rebel against the Desi culture a little bit. I just wanted to fit in with white people more. So that's what, you know, I kind of did. But as I grew older and, you know, went to college, I found that, you know, the Daisy people in college were more accepting of me and really brought me in. I just found that, you know, going back to my Desi roots at a little bit of an older age really matured me and really helped me find who I am as a person.
0: I definitely agree about being Desi in college, but I will say I wasn't a part of any like Desi student association, like Bak- well, Pakistani well, at Mizzou, student association.
1: Well, in Mizzou, they don't even have that.
0: Like they, they, they have a Muslim student association and a South Asian student association, but I didn't join those groups because I wanted to
2: figure things out on my own, but I also didn't want to join a group just for the sake of joining a group. For me, it was kind of the opposite. I thought when I first got to campus, I'm like, oh, I probably won't be hanging with the MSA or the Michigan Pakistanis too much, but ultimately, throughout my time there and throughout my until my senior year, I found that those ended up being like my closest friends, at least the other Pakistani kids on campus. So I don't know, it was kind of like a coming of age story for me in the sense that I really went back to my roots, because that's just who I was. And that's just like how it ended up becoming.
1: Yeah, Adam, um, I think compared to Mizzou, SLU and Michigan both have
0: a lot more Desis. Um Yeah, I'll agree with that. Because in St. Louis, all the daisy kids go to SLU. That's their thing. They love being pre-med at SLU. I didn't even apply to SLU because I wanted to stay away from all of that. I'm not going to hate on SLU.
1: Represent SLU MSA. Everybody who's listening, thank you. Uh, shout
2: out to the Michigan boys who might hear this one day. And shout
0: out to, hopefully, like the Mizzou MSA students. First or of all, it's not an MSA. It's an MSO. No, A. Mizzou Mizzou's MSA. No, 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 it's A. It's A. It's, it's, oh, no, no, no. No, it's MSO. Muslim Student
1: Association. No, it's Muslim Student Organization. I will... I will. At
2: SLU, probably, but no. at Mizzou,
0: it's Mizzou MSA. I
2: know no, this. It. Dude, no. it's MSA everywhere. Like. Two, two
1: to one. is wrong. No, no, I'm right. And if somebody's listening to this who
0: can verify it, please help me they out. Can, they can clarify, but honestly, shout out to all the bases at Mizzou who are listening to this, like... I know I didn't hang out in that crowd much, but I truly do appreciate the support you guys are giving by listening to us. Like, shout out to the Muslim Students Association, South Asian Student Association, any engineering group, all the pre-med kids, all the non-pre-med or engineering kids who are figuring out their lives. Like, shout out to you guys for listening and, and being a part of our discussion. Because we really do need your perspective. I think next time we definitely need to keep some chai on us. Like, it is 8 in the morning. We're kind of tired, but we really want to do this bright and early, get our opinions out before we get bogged down by our busy days. This is all for you guys. This is all right. for the we, fans. We are waking up at 7.30. Someone's listening out there like, oh, I get up at 5 a.m. every day. You know, you guys are losers.
1: And um, <laughs> for those of you who are looking forward to Jazz, um, he didn't wake up, so he's not here. Um, well, he's 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 got tests
0: coming up. He's a little busy yeah i but, do too but you know what you, sacrifices you look at
1: our instagram page all the comments were about jazz
0: so. oh yeah the mister needs to be fact-checked that yeah, is yeah it's almost it's like we so weren't even there <laughs> when jazz is on you're probably going to hear us typing a ton because we're going to be fact-checking everything even if it's an opinion we're going to be fact-checking it yeah make sure it's make sure it's real that's just a necessity with that guy so I think that really wraps up our first ever discussion on what it's like being an American-born, confused desi. In short, we're trying to balance so many different facets of our life and we're figuring out life as we go through it. And I want to thank you guys one more time for coming and listening to our stories. If you loved it, then please share this with your siblings, your cousins, your Dadar, your Chaivala. You guys know, like, the drill. You have so many people you're in contact with and you each had your own diverse experiences and we want to hear from you. The more we can spread this, the more outreach we can have for ABCDs everywhere, and we'd love to hear from you and get your comments because we want to work with our listeners. If you have comments or questions you want featured on our weekly Q&A sessions, then DM us on Instagram at the Confused Podcast. It goes down in the DMs. If you found us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, then please give us a great review or follow us for new, fresh content, and we'll see you next time on the Confused Daisy Podcast.